Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. Today, I'm going to talk about people people and their level of engagement with what it is your mission is all about. So <clears throat> people is everything. Uh, basically, uh, a made-up statistic is that 80% of everything that you achieve in life will be as a result of other people, not as a result of your own efforts. That There could be some empirical evidence behind that. But if, um, if I think about it, it kind of makes sense. No one achieves everything that they achieve in their life on their own. We achieve more together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Lots of wisdom talks about the power of teams. No one person has all of the skills, attributes, and characteristics required to achieve a task or a mission without the support of other people. Even solo Athletes have a team of coaches, advisors, and supporters around them. Potentially, a, it could be that a higher proportion of their results come from themselves, from the 20% I mentioned. But if you listen to athletes talking, listen to some of the, you know, the, the, the top Boxers, they talk about their attitude and their mindset, but they talk about the benefit of having people around them, other people around them, the team around them, engaged people around them in support of the mission that they're on. So whether you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a employee, a leader, a team member, a mother, father, student, professor, teacher, whatever you are, <clears throat> whatever role you play in society right now, being able to engage other people in pursuit of your mission, whether that be a very, very short-term task that needs to be achieved or is that, whether that's a big, hairy, audacious goal that needs to be achieved. Engaging other people in pursuit of that goal alongside you is going to be key. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I am going to share with you five key considerations when it comes to engaging your people. Because happy and engaged people are going to be more likely to stay with you, and they're going to be more likely to be more productive, and they are going to be more committed to the mission. Now, there are some statistics that I did actually find that are based on research. So Gallup surveys, the Gallup quite well-respected source of empirical evidence for the kind of wild generalizations that people like me tend to make. So uh, businesses with high levels of People engagement, employee engagement, 
routinely see the following outcomes. An 18% boost in productivity, 10% higher customer loyalty. Now, both of those statistics are also confirmed by Institute of Customer Service Research in the UK, undertaken over the last couple of years, which shows a direct correlation between how engaged your people are and how satisfied your customers are. And if you've got higher customer loyalty and higher customer satisfaction, and if you've got productivity on an uptick as a result, then you are going to be more profitable or you are going to be generating more funds to reinvest in further improving the engagement of your people, further improving their productivity, further improving your customer satisfaction. Also, happy and engaged people are less likely to have accidents, less likely to take time off through sickness by 60-odd percent and 80-odd percent, respectively. Big difference. And if you've got happy and engaged people, then your uh, turnover of people, attrition, is another quite clinical way of putting it, but it's another way of putting it, is going to be almost half what it could be if your people aren't engaged. So there's lots of good reasons why. I mean, the other good reason why is that if you are going places and looking to attract good people, more good people to join your business, then if your, your employees, your people are really engaged and really, they actually enjoy their job, they, they enjoy the culture that they work in, they want to be at work and to do a good job and they feel motivated and respected and rewarded as a result, then they're going to turn into your best um, champions, your, your fans, your advocates when it comes to new customers and the employees of the future, colleagues of the future, however you describe your people. I like to call them people. And uh, yeah, but people, colleagues, not staff though. Staff is a stick, isn't it? Moses other staff. So, um, yeah, people. Anywho, it's a little thing of mine. So that's why you should focus on the engagement of your people. So here are five things you can do to really drive engagement of your people up, whether it's your team, a virtual team, whatever it might be. First thing you can do is start as you mean to continue. So get off to a flying start. So are we human beings... Or are we human doings? There's an interesting, somewhat esoterical question for you. But my take on this is that as people, we, we like to do stuff. We like to be, and it's important that we are be, we are beings, we are a presence. But when it comes to getting into a new organisation, you know, day one, what we could do is we could sit next to somebody shadowing for the first fortnight. What we could do is we could be given a pack of stuff to read, read the company brochure, you know, check, go through all these PowerPoints, do all this product knowledge stuff, technical files and all that kind of stuff. Actually, give me a bit of context, right? So yes, talk me through who's who. Please introduce me to people, right? Allow me to press 
the flesh with people who I'm going to be working with on my first day. What else would you like to do? Would you like to perhaps do a bit, you know, in a safe way? People learn through doing. And, you know, what you can do is you can definitely put somebody with a mentor or a coach, buddy, but start off by getting them involved in whatever suits the environment that you're in. Clearly, in some scenarios, you know, if you are, um, your first day on the job as an astronaut would not be to go into space. That's not what I mean. But make it active. Recognise that people are visual, people are auditory, uh, people are kinesthetic, uh, and people have, you know, need to have the opportunity to exercise all of those senses, okay? And, um, yeah, get them immersed in the culture right from day one. Because if people are joining your organisation, then the best time to get the engagement up is day one, if, if not before, actually, in truth. So, you know, that, and that positive flying start will be the springboard then to then getting them getting into the culture and make that first impression a lasting impression that makes them a great star of the future. So step number one is to get off to a flying start with your peeps. Step number two is give them the kit that they need. Now again, day one, oh, you turn up day one and there's no laptop or there's no you know, pair of gloves for the new uh, jewellery handler. You can't be a jewellery handler and not have like a, a white glove, can you? Got to have one of those. Um, you need the tools to do the job. And if you are somebody who's joining an organisation or a long server and you want to do a good job, then you will be far more engaged if you've got the kit that you need. So the systems work. The processes make it simple. If you want to wind back to a very early episode of People With Purpose, I talk about sus as a leader, being a susser. So being a leader, your role is to serve, understand, simplify and systemize so your people can execute and then get results. Susser, in a Brizzle accent, that's susser. By the way, Brizzle is Bristolian for Bristol which is a city in the southwest of England uh, where people have that kind of an accent. Anyway, that's where I'm from. Anyway, give people the tools they need to do their job. It's a simple thing, right? But if people haven't got the tools or the technology that they need to do their job, then they will be frustrated. If you make it hard for your people to transact then guess what? It will probably also be hard for your customers to transact with you. Sometimes your, your people will um, need to do some of the heavy lifting for your customers so that your customers don't have to. Now, that is right. But if you can transfer the heavy lifting from a customer to a, a person in your team, that's great. But if you can eliminate the heavy lifting or minimise the heavy lifting, by simplifying and systemizing with processes and technology, 
that makes it easier for people to do their jobs, then their engagement will go up. And the effort that they put into doing the transactional part of the job will be able to be transferred into energy on service, on innovation, on growth, on relationships, on achievement instead of transacting. So if you want to engage people, get them off to a flying start. Make that first impression a lasting impression and give them the tools and the kit that they need to do the job well. Third thing is to say thank you. It seems, again, almost as obvious as making things easy for people, but engagement is a straightforward thing. What would you want, right? You want recognition. And by the way, gratitude is a bit like a kind of a... Um, a culture of its own. You put it in a Petri dish and it multiplies. Gratitude breeds gratitude. One person says thank you. And there's this subconscious pattern that goes on. You say thank you consistently. Other people start saying thank you too. So again, if you're the leader or a leader of a team, appreciate your people. Show them your appreciation. Tell them in public, praise them for their contribution and for their effort. In fact, there's a thing going on now on social media, LinkedIn, where people are given the um, opportunity to thank their colleagues publicly. So that kind of externalizes something internal, if you know what I mean, which is great. If that's going to motivate the person, then that's brilliant. And if the person who's doing the thanking feels that way motivated, what a great thing to do. So yeah, say thank you. That's step number three. Goes a, goes a long way. And step number four, this is, this is a funny one, this one, but we talk about this a lot in two of the businesses that I, that I, that I work with, I lead, lead one and I support another on the board. And we talk about happy people, create an environment where people can be happy and success, successful. And so if you can keep how happy people are in their job quite you know, strongly in focus, it changes your perspective on things. Now, what makes people happy? Well, happiness potentially is a transient emotion that we all would like to feel more often, but it's a kind of a moment in time. So moments, happy moments. So what happy moments can you create for your people? Well, one is you can, again, provide the environment where they can be successful because achievement triggers a fulfillment thing, triggers a happiness response. and. Happiness creates more engagement as well because people want more of that. So rewarding people with, again, a simple thank, thank you. I mean, gratitude is a different thing. I think it stands on its own. But the rewards that follow through from that, because um, you know, gratitude 
could be enough for some people, but actually some people do need more than that. Some people need incentives. Some people need bonuses. Um, some people like a, not just a thank you, but, you know, let's go for a lunch. Let's get a, a team building thing together. Let's do a breakfast. Let's do a, um, even if it's a kind of like a, a bring your own buffet lunch type thing, you get to spend a bit of time socialising with your colleagues. And if obviously you're giving incentives, make sure you're accounting for it properly when it comes to tax and getting the right exemptions from HMRC, depending on what it is, but, or the IRS, or whatever the tax authority is where you are. But you can do stuff to reward people. doesn't have to be expensive, has to be meaningful and relevant to them. That can make people happier in their work. And also, remember that it's not just money or material possessions that makes people happy. Sometimes it's time. So recognising that someone's come in and done an extra shift and, you know, doing a, doing a bit of time off in lieu or uh, offering a bit of time off as a, as a prize or uh, some recognition or giving them your time in the working day. So think about material rewards and the reward of time and what that does to create happiness. Because happiness, again, helps people to be more engaged and more productive. So we've had one, which is get off to a flyer, get the onboarding right. Number two was make sure they got the kit that they need and it's simple for them to do their job. Number three, be thankful. Number four, make sure they're happy, happy people, create happy customers, make sure of that. And by the way, right number four doesn't mean um, that it's all a fun, it's all a fun ride and there's no work to be done. That's not the case at all. It's about what makes people happy. Like I said, that fulfillment, that achievement. And sometimes that means a bit of graft. But let's make the happy graft a feature. And you know, number five is about having leaders everywhere. So they say, and they are right, that you got to lead from the front. Culture starts at the top of the organisation. However, that whilst that is correct, driving high levels of engaged people and a positive and healthy culture is not exclusively created at the top of an organisation. There are people across companies, across organisations, who are very strong influencers, leaders, contributors, and they're not just the management team either. They're people that lead by virtue of the way that they are, how they behave, how they embody the culture of the organisation. So there's the leadership, i.e. the management, and how they role model engagement so that others will follow. But there's also recognising that there are people within teams who are leaders without the job title. And, and these couple of bullet points applies to both types of leaders because they work together to create a positive environment where people are engaged and successful, where people take 
personal responsibility for their daily effort and the outcomes that they create. And they take it because they want it. Yes, they've been given it because they're empowered, but they take it because they want it. That's the active participation of the engaged team men member. Because they're doing it because they, because they want it. They want that sense of achievement. They want the business that they work for, the company they're in to be successful, the team to celebrate the successes together. So if you want leaders everywhere, you've got to recognize that that needs to be created with intention. So you've got to ensure that people that you promote because they're good at their job, the technical aspects of their job, you're also supporting with that leadership training. And they're building the, the IQ and the EQ, you know, the intelligence and the emotional intelligence to really be able to demonstrate the awareness that's needed to be a good leader, understand what other people need, and to be able to approach them with radical candor. That's a great book to read, by the way, so that we care personally and challenge directly. So recruit, promote, and hire people with leadership skills. Train those leadership skills in. Set a common vision and make sure the goals are stretching but achievable. And everyone's role in achieving those goals is clear. Create a culture where you've got that openness and honesty. I was talking uh, with uh, uh, Julie Hogbin, who's, uh, who, who's the author of the, the Conscious Leadership Code, and uh, she was talking about transparency, ensuring that you've got that transparency in your organisation, and that's a real driver of engagement. And make sure your leadership is suitably visible. Now, again, this is interesting uh, on a personal note for me because um, I'm, as a leader of an organization, aiming to strike the balance between being visible and present and allowing space for the other leaders in the business to step up and to step into their own leadership style. Because leaders want to be empowered in the same way that People in teams want to be empowered to make a difference. So do leaders. So there's a balance to strike. Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I need to adjust that balance a little bit. And not just on visibility, but across all of these points that I'm making. But every day is a school day. And the other characteristic of a good leader is they will recognise that they've always got something new to learn. Um, and embedding that learning culture, if you like, means that you also mean that it's okay to fail every now and then, which encourages, as part of your leadership culture, that element of creativity and leaves room for things like innovation and uh, empowerment. And people know that they can Take a risk, but there's enough, there's enough protection there to make sure they don't take a risk that's going to really hurt the business or themselves. And by the way, I'm not talking about a safety risk. I'm talking about a kind of a let's create something and let's try it and let's see what happens. A new product, a new service, a new way of doing things. Let's stretch the boundaries. Let's step out of our comfort zone. But in a, in a way that's 
there's kind of there's psychological safety there if you like there's support for people who are going to push the organization forward because business is about um solving problems and finding ways to, ways to solve problems in a way that balances risk and reward and having good people who are engaged is a key part of that and if you're a good leader you will be evaluating your performance how well you create an environment where people can be engaged and really go after stuff what kind of environment you create as much as you'll be evaluating the performance of the people who work in the teams that you are responsible for and to so there you have it we've talked today about why it is that engaging people in improving service improving productivity and in having generally happy working lives is important for businesses and i would go further to say that actually it's possibly the highest obligation that a business leader has is to ensure you're creating an environment where others can be engaged and successful and you can achieve this by following these five steps so when people join you get them off to a flying start getting involved with a mentor but doing stuff as soon as you can make sure they've got the kit that they need to do the job that you're asking them to do and it's as simple as possible for them to do that be thankful because gr gratitude breeds gratitude make sure that you are creating an environment where people can be happy because happy people create happy customers and then focus on your leadership as an individual and those pockets of leadership throughout the organization whether they are managers in the traditional sense or they are leaders from the team because a more engaged and happier team invariably creates a team that performs at a higher level and if you're looking to make a difference in the world fulfill your mission whilst at the same time providing security and sustainable living for your people then engaging them well is a key ingredient of your success thanks for listening see you again soon thanks for listening to people with purpose i hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five star review uh, tell all your friends and if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of people with purpose just get in touch all the details are in the show notes thanks bye